0: You noble diggers, all stand up now. It's amigos, episode three fifteen. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And Aaron, today on Amigos, we're gonna be talking about diggers. Aaron. Oh, Aaron, man. what's the deepest hole you've ever
1: dug? Well, you mean uh, metaphorically or
0: other? <laughs>
1: <laughs> because I'm Answer sure, it any way you like. I'm sure, I've, metaphorically, I've dug some pretty deep holes on this actual show. Uh, but, uh, you know, when I was a kid, maybe all kids do this, but you always heard that you could dig a hole to China. This is to mm-hmm, sound sure. so generic, like it's off a sitcom. Right. But I had a piece of, uh, uh, when I was a kid, Mom and Dad had one of those railings around their house, around their ports that had that was like a spiral, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I, I ripped one of those off, and I used nice. to use it to dig I bet holes. They love that. They didn't mind. <laughs> I don't think they knew. And so I would dig holes with this thing. And I thought to myself, I'm going to dig me a hole and see if I can go all the way through. That was the plan. I was a little okay. kid. Mm-hmm. I know this sounds stupid, but I mean, I was that kind of naive idiot. Okay, so I started digging holes. It turns out that it, uh, uh, a lot of hurricane is under is over top of like what used to be a river. No kidding, yes. it's Taze River. So there's a lot mm-hmm. of water underneath mm-hmm. there. And eventually I dug so far down that I hit some water, believe it or not. and, I, and mm-hmm. then I stopped. So I didn't get that far. Uh, but I did used to have a lot of fun digging holes and just playing at them, play, like right. burying stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to uh, play like cars and um, stuff like that. Um, I'd say most recently the hole I dug to bury the internet and uh, electrical out to the arcade was probably the most recent colossal hole i dug i wouldn't call that a
0: hole as much as a trench though
1: it was a trench but it got it got pretty deep there yeah you know but uh, that that that's me what about you
0: you know i too was obsessed with digging holes when i was a kid i just thought it was great i thought there would be something down there in in the bottom of the hole and uh just like you uh, you can't, you can't really do it around here because you just dig so far and you just start hitting water. Yeah. And and then it's Because we're in
1: Taze Valley and there used to be a Taze River that ran right through it that made the valley. There yeah. you go.
0: Yeah. And so, uh, I did bury, did you ever bury a time capsule?
1: No, no, because I didn't, I'm not patient enough. There's no way I could have kept something buried. Everything I buried, I, I dug up almost, sometimes the same hour that I buried. I could, like if I would put a toy, like I'm going to bury this buried treasure. No, I always dug it up. I couldn't handle it.
0: Well, Aaron, let's talk about some more buried treasure this week. Why don't we start off before we go into the news, Aaron, with a little thing I like to call a me addict. Um, Aaron, Amiga Addict, of course, is Britain's best-selling Amiga magazine. They put out an issue each and every month jam-packed full of interesting stories. And this week, I thought we'd take a look at a story from the newest issue of Amiga Addict. And it's all about an interview with the Apollo team. Um, I think that the Apollo team is sort of more relevant than ever these days. Of course, they, they made waves uh, three or four years ago with the introduction of the Vampire, which uh, in its various guises could have either been a, a board that goes inside your Amiga that gives it superpowers or even a standalone <laughs> unit that allows you to, uh, to have basically what amounts to a super fast Amiga thanks to FPGA technology. So uh in this article uh you know that we basically go through the story of of the the vampire unit and uh what is even more interesting to me is that they talk about why the vampire is still relevant today uh you know today FPGAs are all over the place you got the mister you've got this and that and um You know, people might ask, well, why would I want to spend, you know, what amounts to more money on a Vampire device when I can just get a Mr. or even, you know, look at some of these Raspberry Pi based solutions like the uh, the Pi Storm or, uh, you know, some people just want that HDMI out. So just buying the the gimmick that gives you HDMI out. So this is uh, straight from the horse's mouth. Why the Vampire team thinks that their their product is still relevant. And I thought it was really interesting.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff in this. I like this. The article on Psygnosis is really good as well. Uh, a lot of good stuff in here. One thing I noticed, it's funny, because we read these things sort of out of order, you know and I was looking through this, and I, I, was, I noticed on the cover, and then I went back and read the article. There's an article in here, the very last thing in the magazine, and it's by Simon Butler uh, of uh, uh, the Pixel Artist, and he's also a uh, co- monthly contributor over at Retro Gaming Roundup. And I I always enjoy this wacky guy. He's the he's the grumpiest man in all of of retro gaming, and he's always. But he's that sort of amusing grump uh, that's got a bone to pick every month. I always enjoy uh, his stuff uh, on there. Uh, I'd hate to piss him off, but I do I do enjoy his wacky antics. Uh, and he's got a little closing article in here as well. So uh, the closing out a series he did. So that's a fine touch. There's a lot of like luminaries in the Amiga world that write for this thing. It looks good. It reads quick. A lot of fun stuff. Good ads. And how often are you going to say that? Uh, Yeah, check out Amiga Addict, a great magazine.
0: Absolutely. And we do appreciate them and thank them for being an official sponsor of Amiga's. Now, Aaron, let's move on now to the rest of this week's Amiga News. Amiga News. Train. All right, we're going to lead things off with probably the biggest story of the week. Uh, the A five hundred Mini project has some new uh, products that they are getting ready to start hawking alongside the A five hundred Mini itself. Hawking? Uh, so,
1: yeah, okay. that's, a, that's not a derogatory that's... term, is it? Hawking? You—they're like, <laughs> not dealing old like watches out of out of their jacket. Jeez, man. <laughs>
0: Well, there's there's two new products that they're they're selling. They're going to be selling the gamepad and the tank mouse from the A500 Mini. You can now buy those separately. You can purchase those separately. And another big change they've made is they've actually changed the color of the gamepad. Uh, if you recall, when we uh, announced the A500 Mini, as if we you and I announced it to the world for the first time, as we reported on the announcement before, um, the A500 Mini pad was a the same beige color as the uh, the, the the mini any computer in the mouse they've changed it to match the cd32's color scheme and i think it's a change for the better what do you think
1: well i'm looking at this thing No, it Mm -hmm. says this is compatible with the a500 and dc64 Mm -hmm. uh, but it's got it it literally has a whole new they don't have the uh, a500 logo on this thing at all Right on this particular version. So is this? This is the same outfit that's selling it's the, the actual. Yeah, it's
0: it's, it's retro games limited. It's so the same I, wonder why,
1: I wonder why they changed the logo. I guess this is it's not being shipped with it. That's the right. Same, that's why they did it. Well, right. do I like it? I don't know. Uh, I I kind of like them both. to Be completely honest with you. That's not bad. I don't like the fact that it just says the game pad on it. That's that kind of. Is... That's, that's sort of lame. Yeah, I'm not a big fan no, of that. No, that's that is sketchy right there. I mean, I've <laughs> that's something you get out of the kiosk at the mall.
0: The you know, game I've, system.
1: I've got a lot of these generic, but even these don't just say the SNES clone written <laughs> on or something like that. So I do question that. That's now,
0: Duncan brings up a good point. He he asks, is there uh, is there one is the one is the controller that comes with the A500 Mini still going to be beige? And we don't know. We don't know the answer to that. Uh, It's possible that the one that they sell separately is going to be black and the one they sell with the computer is going to be beige uh, just to match the aesthetic. I don't know but uh it is exciting that both of these uh products are being sold separately and they're announcing them as being sold separately and not waiting uh taking advantage of maybe the customers who aren't sure if they're going to be sold separately so they they buy the A500 mini and then they're 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 uh distraught when later on you know you could purchase them separately and of course you might want to buy two game pads anyway for your A500 mini for some hot hot uh multiplayer action so
1: i uh I think I would like to have the uh, the original one that they bit that they pushed as mm-hmm. being part of the package. I think I want that with with mine, frankly. Okay. And then uh, as a separate piece, it's hard to get over. That just looks so stupid. I'm not, I'm. I'm just. I'm going to bury this. <laughs> yeah. Whoever made that yeah. decision, that wrong, wrong, yeah. calling it the GamePad. I, that's I, no I, way. I think
0: that Retro Games Limited places too large stock in the fact that they call everything the something. And they're like, man, this just fits right in with our brand, and what it, it is? the Gamepad absolutely because why would they call it the A five hundred? What was the, the what was C64? the joystick
1: for the C sixty four call? Was it called the joystick?
0: Maybe so, maybe no. so. I think that he I think he throws up a, an image of it
1: there. The uh, stick, that's the stick. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I, I'm not buying it. But I, that much said, listen, I'm like, I mean, because I hey, listen, you can rub that off. Get you some sandpaper. Yeah, yeah. But, uh But uh, um, I I would like the beige one. Uh, frankly uh, by the way there it, there is. it is it's called the joystick <laughs> i knew it i knew it okay this is a horrible trend no that i'm saying no to that no to the joystick <laughs> and the game pad holy smokes well there you will we we're not gonna get one of those sent to us no but it looks like a pretty good stick except for the very stupid naming there you go yeah yeah, yeah.
0: All right, let's move on, shall we? Uh, Aaron, the Amiga Game Jam continues to throw up tons and tons of interesting new titles that are works in progress. All of these are reported on by our friend Neil over at Indie Retro News. If you are in need of some uh, of, of, of retro news, uh, especially gaming news, based on all the platforms, we both highly endorse IndieRetroNews.com. They're
1: you don't great. think it has any, uh, doesn't it cover any classic apps, but... <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no classic spreadsheets on uh, Indie <laughs> Retro News. Word perfect for the in-depth review. So, Aaron, did you like Wonder
1: Boy back in the day? No, not really. <laughs> like, I wasn't very good at it, but be, I didn't play it a ton. That, Wonder but- Boy
0: is one of my guilty pleasures. Remember how you did that ARG on guilty pleasures? Yes, I um, do. The uh, you know Sometimes when, the, when, the, when it gets a little bit late on the old team speaker regulars, And I've had a couple cold ones. Sometimes I like to fire up the old NES, you know, and, uh, and, yeah. yeah, and, um, and this is always the game that I start out with. This is not a very good game. I'm with you, but there's a certain amount of charm and it's also very simple. It's a simplistic game. Um, of course, uh, on the NES, Wonder Boy was known as Hudson's Adventure Island. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, Wonder Boy, the Sega original is coming to the Commodore Amiga, Aaron.
1: Listen, this is, this is part of Cammy's contest. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. Listen, good, first of all, no, thumbs up to her. Secondly, hey, this actually is an okay game. I have played yeah. this more than a little. Plus, uh, it's got a great song. Can you sing the song? Um, Wonder Boy! Remember that song? No. Is okay. that real? Yeah. It's not really about the game, but there's oh. a song called Wonder Boy. And there's also an MMA fighter called Wonder Boy. But uh, uh, which I assume he is based, based on, on the this. game. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this Hey, listen, anything you're getting from other systems. Uh, it's awesome. This contest is shaping up to be a, uh, a monster,
0: man. Yeah, so, it really is. It really is. This, this time next year, when all these games are out, we're going to be in, loving life, loving life. Uh, speaking of new games that are coming out, there's another one. Get this, Aaron. Pac-Man. Oh, this man. is the game that we've all been waiting for on the Coco. Now, of course, we have the deluxe. The Amiga, Pac-Man. yeah. Where'd oh, you get Coco? The Coco? The Coco? Well, I've got Coco on the brain because I was <laughs> thinking about how much better this is than those stupid, you know, conversion. What do they call them? Transcodes. What a waste of time.
1: Listen, now don't be an idiot. Those the, things are st- top shelf.
0: This is what we call a real port.
1: Don't bury, port. don't bury the, yeah. don't bury the Coco because you misspoke. So this
0: is a port of the arcade game Pac-Man done by J.O.T.D. And I believe the J.O.T.D. is uh, he, he's, he's done oh, many yeah. things we yeah. for, the, oh, yeah. for the Amiga. And uh, this looks to be a pretty uh, highly accurate port. In terms of the uh, you know the 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 lead in, I think that the aspect ratio is correct. You get all the board. My big beef with uh, Deluxe Pac Man is that you don't get the whole board on the screen. I can't stand that.
1: I'm not a fan of that. But, uh, and I love I love Edgar Vigdahl and yeah. I, and I love Deluxe Galaga, but I did mm-hmm. not like. Uh, deluxe pac-man but people love it but i they don't. do
0: they do uh so this looks great it looks great yeah, this uh looks I, great I, i'm looking forward to playing i'm not a huge pac-man i you know i i think most people prefer ms pac-man to pac-man but i will definitely give this a go i'm looking forward to it
1: yeah this looks real good uh J- jo he does good stuff good work hey if you're gonna have an amiga around and you're gonna want to play some of these arcade games why not just make it perfect because you yeah. can you know yeah. what i mean why not you know, so do it now. I don't see anything in here. This is just a conversion. This is this isn't some sort of emulation or anything like that, right? As far as we know. Uh, well,
0: what, what the, you know, we only know from Neil, and he he calls it an Amiga conversion. So I don't know if a conversion implies that it's a transcode or uh-huh. if it's just a highly accurate port. Uh, and of course, I've done no actual research myself. As it is looks my way.
1: well. I mean, it can't be uh, because if you can see the chairs and stuff, the, it's set to the side. So mm-hmm. I'm 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 gonna assume he just straight up did this on his own. So right, but it right. looks it looks great. So I can't wait to try that. Is that out? When's this coming out?
0: Uh it looks like uh there's an early playable test out.
1: Very but, good. Uh, yeah. Very good, very good.
0: All right. We move on, Aaron. Now this one I put in here because it was just so bizarre. Okay. I had to read this headline three or four times just to make sure I was reading it right. Okay. Hot news. Turrican two is being converted to the Amiga. Yes from yes. the dos version
1: yes yes we have we talked about this before well <laughs> i knew about this i do, why did i know this i don't it must have been from arg but the turrican 2 for the pc is is uh more advanced oh uh, than the, okay. uh, the amiga version What
0: i mean do you know do you know why that is or what you know what are some of the advancements or is it just better graphics it's graphically better okay. and mm-hmm.
1: smoother mm-hmm. you know and if we if we have a look it came at out it
0: much here, later right
1: that's right. It came. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say much later, but it was definitely mm-hmm. later uh, in in uh, in the Turk and uh, in the in the Turk and lifespan. Uh, but uh, uh, I'm not terribly surprised by this. It's kind of neat, you know. Uh, I uh, <laughs> what can I say? The, some of the PC stuff they just when they got it later, they were they were ahead of the game, you know. So uh, they had better stuff. Yeah, so, yeah,
0: uh, and of course, more time in development always leads to a better game. That's just. That's just the rules.
1: Yeah, but it's, so, it's it. Hey, listen, it's, if it's getting converted over, we'll see how it fares on the AGA machines. Yeah. Uh, we'll see yeah. if it, it can go.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, Aaron, that's going to wrap up the kind of a slow news week this week, but we got a lot to talk about in terms of the awesome services available at Retro Rewind, and we lead things off with our final news story. Uh, I saw this come across the Twitter feed today. Mr. Scumboy, Boy, uh, Discord's own Scum Boy. Reputable. Uh, yeah, has uh, received his uh, his another flawless recap by Retro Rewind. So, um, this leads us into our our sponsor, Retro Rewind. They are a Canadian outfit who want to help you get the most out of all of your retro Commodore computers. Uh, so, uh, what do they have on offer? They've got tons and tons and tons yeah. and tons of stuff. <laughs> uh,
2: everything,
0: of stuff. everything from diagno- uh, diagnostic kits to cap kits flash carts uh adapters uh they've even got the little piece of cardboard that you put your disc drive to train the transit card to keep it safe when you put it when you throw it into your van to take it to a show and their newest thing is this recap service they offer recaps for all of the commodore amigas from the 1000 all the way up to the 4000 very reasonable price they're all about 50 bucks get one of those. They also do just general repairs. If you need something reflowed or if you've twisted a port off or you've got some damage, they're happy to help. All you have to do is just send them a request. They'll give you a quote and you send it right on up to Friendly Toronto, Canada to get your uh, to get your machine serviced. Nothing. I haven't heard anybody say one bad word about, about Frank and his crew. And that's not just because they're our sponsor. I mean, he's just a genuinely
1: nice guy, isn't he, Aaron? Yes, sir. And Chris Edwards, who's in the chat, also mentioned they sent you candy as well.
0: Wow! <laughs> so there, there you go, go. extra bonus. Extra you know, bonus. one
1: thing we don't we don't talk about this is more Jack Flack and Sprague Castle's territory. But they, he also is recapping C sixty fours and C one twenty eights. Oh, fantastic! So if you, if you have a Commodore sixty four or one twenty, which both of us have on both, yes, of yes, yes, and it's not like we've treated these things too awful good nope. over the years. I think you're. I think you support. A, poured pop in yours or booze. I yeah. Be then I gave it to no John Marshall. Idea. That's a, <laughs> that's what happened. <laughs> eh? but uh, if you're looking to get your, uh, your uh, classic vintage Commodores uh, recapped, it's a bang bang operation and uh, he will get it done and flip it around and stick it right back in the mail for you. Uh, Frank's a good guy and he absolutely takes care of business and he does it full time boat.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's the man. So we thank retro rewind and don't forget Folks, if you have an order with Retro Rewind, before you check out, click that promo code uh, and type in Amigos10. Save you 10% off your order. Get some that money. That's right. All right, Aaron. Uh, before we move on to uh, this game of the week, we do have one little bit of news that I wanted to put right up front. Right up front, Aaron. And that is we celebrated two birthdays this week in our, uh, our Amigos community. Uh, we've got Chris full- Lobsterminator uh, con- uh happy birthday to both you guys. Uh of course Aaron you had a a, a minor birthday last week.
1: Let's say the better boat. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but we we do appreciate the one and only Chris folds and Lobsterminator. We thank them for being part of our community and we wish them
1: all the best. One other item, boat, we almost forgot, my friend. And you know what it is? It's almost time for the International Computer Club. That's right. To kick it back. Old school boat. We're going to do oh, it yeah. again. It's that time of the year, uh, and it's, uh, especially it's that season, uh, and we're going to kick it in. It's going to be September 18th, Saturday, September 18th. We're going to try to kick this thing off at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, boat. Okay, it's, man. It's usually a slim, trim, tight three hours. Boat never goes over. Never. Uh, my never. friend. Not uh, once. And we are already taking uh, people's submissions to get in the game, uh, and we've got a few here to look at. I've got uh, three people signed up right now. We would love to get uh, you in. If you've got a project you're working on, if you've got a uh, an interesting video you'd like to play, if you'd like to talk about your book collection, your game collection... If you've got a console you just modded, if you're working on a pinball machine, literally there is nothing that's out of bounds, is there, boat?
0: You can talk about whatever retro based project you have, or if you just have, even if you don't have a project, if you've got something cool in your house and you want to talk about it, you can yeah. talk about it. We love that stuff.
1: If we don't, I'm thinking about even doing a little uh, little short video on my new pinball machine boat. For the, I would love that for to uh, stick up there. Uh, but uh, if you are interested in uh, being a presenter, at the International Computer Club, uh, feel free to hit the International Computer Club uh, area of the Discord. Uh, just go in there. At the t- there will be a a, a a pin you can click on to uh, sign up the sign up sheet, and then you can go from there. It's that simple. You can tell us how long you're going to last uh, there uh, when you want to go on. Uh, we know there's a lot of European listeners that are. It's going to be a little bit later in the evening for them. So if you want to get in early and get done, you can. Just we'll set it up. We're easy to work with on that. So, again, that would be September 18th, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for International Computer Club Boat. Should be a good time.
0: That sounds great. Now, uh, one more small bit of business. Aaron, what do
1: you know about Edvin Helland? Oh, man. Heck of a gamer. Heck of a fellow. Uh, has a heck of a... Uh, a uh, Man Cave over there. I mean, an awesome one. He always goes to the most awesome places. He's an easygoing guy. Great brother, great family, great family man. Uh, uh been a long-time friend of ours, but we love Edmund. I'll tell you, he falls out of chair like nobody else. He, we, I'll tell you
2: that. <laughs>
0: you had to bury Edvin. <laughs> well, it's also his birthday. I almost forgot. I almost forgot, but I didn't forget Edmund. Happy birthday, man. We wish you all the best wherever you are and whatever the, the 18th vacation Edmund has taken this month.
1: We, we love all the birthday boys. They're all good friends of ours, long-time supporters, and all-around nice eggs, Boat. Yes, yes. All right, Aaron. Let's move on, shall we? Let's talk about Diggers. Sure enough, Boat, sure enough. So, I always ask, I'll ask again, this one that you had played before? It, this is this may
0: be one of the biggest Amiga titles that I'd never even heard of before, mm-hmm. let alone played.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I knew of this game, but I had not, uh, not tried it out until this week, Boat. So... Uh, Right up front, we'll say Diggers had two releases. There was a Diggers AGA box release, and there was a Diggers uh, CD32 release. Uh, I looked at both, believe it or not. And ultimately, I mostly played the CD32 release. Really? Well, and I'll explain why. It's basically because I'm lazy and I got a wireless stick. Um, So the biggest difference that I could tell between the two is the soundtrack, obviously. Uh it's you know, the, the third C D thirty two has a CD soundtrack, but although a lot of songs are exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And it also it gives you the choice between gamepad or a joy or a mouse support. I will give them credit. They did build in mouse support to the C D thirty two version, which is nice. Uh, and thankfully it had instructions built in, which was nice. I could go through and kind of read the instruct read up on the instructions so I could see how I was playing. Uh, but I actually sort of went between the two of them uh to uh to check them with that, but i mean aside from those small minor things i couldn't tell any difference Mm -hmm. uh so uh diggers uh released 93 again on four discs or a cd depending on the the flavor you get published by an outfit called millennium uh boat they believe it or not
0: nice
1: yeah it's horrible thank god if they weren't out of business that would have taken them there um they were responsible for some a lot of games we've actually covered on this show boat uh brutal sports football uh they did the they did all the James pond series including the aquatic games uh, my favorite they also did wild cup soccer they were i noticed they were a company that would take a chance on the cd32 when a lot of companies didn't they were doing Mm -hmm. stuff for them Mm -hmm. Uh, this game on the cd32 was a co-release with a game called oscar if mm-hmm. you ever see the CD for it, it's as generic as the day is long. White with black writing on it.
0: Well, I was going to say, is this this was a pack-in with the CD? Correct. Was that's it?
1: Mm-hmm. that's and but they let me tell you something. Pack-in and no pack-in. They weren't going to give you the privilege of having color. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just the most lame. The expense thing. was
0: just too out of control. Yeah, they had to uh, dial it back.
1: This was uh, mostly created by a fellow named Toby uh, Simpson. Uh, he worked with some, a few other designers, including uh, Tony uh, Fagelman, uh, Fagel uh, Michael Hayward, Ian Saunter, and Jason Wilson. Uh, the, and also, C- Cody uh, Toby also coded this bad boy. The musician in this, one of our old friends, both old and dear friends, Richard Joseph.
0: Yes, rest I in God, peace.
1: What hasn't he done? Uh, Barbarian 1 and 2, all the James Ponds, uh, Brill Sports Football, Cannon Fodder, of course, very famous for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you watch FYI, if you watch, uh, Neil, uh, from RMC's video for, it just came out today as we record this, uh, there at the very, very end of it, there's an interview with one of the guys, uh, that were in the group that did cannon fodder. And they actually talks about the little video they made at the end, uh, with the, with the music, of course. So that's something kind of ties in. Anyway, he also did Moonstone, uh, Rise of the Robots, all the Sensible Soccer games. You know, he did a ton of stuff. Richard Joseph uh, uh, did a ton of uh, music. Um, so this got a couple other releases, Boat, aside from the AGA versions. You also got the, uh, the PC-DOS, the official PC-DOS version. And you also, in a rare twist there was an acorn archimedes version of this that's as well. insane that's yeah. insane that's our boy the old archimedes yeah got man. gots to gots to get one but one of these days uh just for the name alone so um this game comes up with a very interesting opening i don't want to call it i guess i could sort of call it a, a a film or an animation of of uh presumably you digging through dirt you know, what did you think of that cool? It was kind of it was very demo-ish, wasn't it? Yeah, very opening. Yeah.
0: yeah, it was it was very dynamic. Yeah. The music was great, of yeah. course. And um, it, you know, when I first watched it, I wasn't really sure, uh, because I, I kind of went in blind this week. I wasn't really sure what I was in for. Yeah. Uh, yeah. because the game is not reflective of of, of, of what you might necessarily see in the in the open. But, you know, it was cool and it would definitely I you know, again, I just had a mind towards the C D thirty-two owners out there who had just bought this new, they brought this new machine home, and they were, I mean, with the CD technology, they were itching for something to come up that impressed them. And I thought it was pretty cool.
1: Well, I can tell you right now, it was exactly the same as it was on the oh. on the non-CD32 version. So just that guy digging the whole music was different. That's it. So what in God's name is this crazy game? Well, I'm going to do my best to explain it, and I'm going to tag out the boat. Uh, this game takes place on a planet called Zarg. Okay? Zarg is a planet where there is, that is rich in minerals and gems and, and stuff that's buried under the ground. Okay? There are four different races who vie uh, to control all the underground wealth to get as much rich as they could. The, you've got uh, uh, the Habish, the Gra- Grablins, the Quarriers, and the Fatargs. OK, yes, these names are stupid. So yes. just, what can I tell That's you? You're on the planet Zarg. What do you want? You know, <laughs> so each of these races have a reason for wanting all this wad. OK, and it's and their reasons are goofy. Like, for example, I believe it's the Quarriers. No, I take that back. I think it's the it's the uh, the the Grablins. They want to build a, a their own brewery. Uh, that's their gimmick
0: okay all now this is a, this is all new to me because i did not i i didn't i didn't check out the docs on this game so well, i'm interested in this
1: the doc, uh, here's the funny thing about it uh the one thing i like about the game is that if you look around on the on in the uh very first screen there's a guy that that has like a book that t- will tell you all the stuff you need to know about the game mm. and so you get one thing it does is it goes through i mean, trust me remember when we played epic and it had like about a million tons of like uh, uh, flavor of text. Like flavor text. This this game was like hold my hold my beer. And it <laughs> flavor text. There's a zillion tons of flavor text in this. There's tons of it. And so, it, but it tells you what each of the each of the races are good at. It also tells you what they are their motivation is. Now, the mm-hmm. mo- let's face facts. None of this has any bearing on the game. It, what they're good at does, but not what they what they want ultimately want. Right. So. Each race does have a, a benefit and a detriment. The Habish are quick diggers and have high endurance, but are, are impatient and they're prone to wander off. This actually, believe it or not, that's an element in the game. We'll get to it. The Grab ones are fast and have good stamina, but they can't fight. The Quarriers are the struff- the toughest fighters, but they're slow diggers. So they're big oafs. And the Fatargs are sort of middle of the road and they get their health back quicker. Uh, so what you're supposed to do in this game is you've got five diggers. Once you pick your race, you pick one of two areas to begin with. Now there's a huge map that you see. This is one of those deals where you have to earn the right to get to the next area. So you mm-hmm. beat one area, you're in the next area. I believe the game has like, I want to say 34 areas. It had there's a, good, a lot. It had a goodly amount of areas. Yeah. 34 regions. <clears throat> um, and you get two to start now. Uh, The regions will range from sort of mountainy grasslands, swamps, deserts, uh, ice areas. You know, it's what you would expect, hotter places. Uh, So your goal is to go down and meet a minimum requirement for amount of money you're going to make in that round. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you have five different diggers to work with to try to make that money. All right. And you're basically, they're literally independent of each other. They go down and just do what and do whatever they want, and they go down. And you tell them what to do. Now, before we get too deep into the gameplay in this boat, what did you think of the opening? Did you like how you pick make your selections? Did you have a chance to look over any of the uh, stuff that's in that opening office? There's all kinds of little stuff. Yeah,
0: I mean, it was fine. Uh, This is another example of a game. Like uh, that is obviously meant for an international release because they don't put any text in the game. Yes,
1: absolutely. And five, this is really five languages.
0: This is really to your detriment if you don't have the docs. Um, the for example, the uh, you you open the book to see what kind of diggers, uh, what what race of diggers you want. And you get all of these, I mean, you get like a heart and you assume, well, I guess that means health. But some of the icons, are were they're not exactly um, transparent in what those the, the icons mean.
1: Correct. You're a, a very astute. Uh, and it, yes, it is one of those. And we've played several. I think the one that comes to mind is like Settlers. Right. I believe it was like that, where it's just like you get these icons. And, you, and it's funny because if you look at the icons real hard. You can sort of tell what they mean. Like, there's a mm-hmm. there's an arm going like this. Well, that's strength, for example. There's a heart, and it tells you how much energy you've got, whatever. And the same thing with the what you have your mind are doing. There's right. a little shovel for digging, and a foot for moving. It's not soup This isn't as hard as it could be, but it's not as simple as I'd like it. How about that?
0: Yeah. Well, it, when you when you're first starting out, it's really hard to know um, why any of that stuff matters. Yeah. Um, so uh, you know, I picked a guy, I think I just picked like the, 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 the whatever was first, you know, and you go in, uh, I had problems with, you know, uh, navigating things in this game because they use a strange conceit to exit menus. Uh, you don't have like, okay, if you're in an office, uh, if you're in an office environment, the natural, uh, sort of, uh, you're conditioned to look for a door to get out of the office. You know, you're in there, you're talking to the dude, and you're looking. You're like, how do I click out of the screen? Well, you, you've got to go to the bottom of the screen, and if you go to the bottom of the screen, the cursor changes, and it actually says exit. So I guess yeah. there is some text in this game. But it just like that took me a while to figure out, which, yes. I mean, maybe that just means that I'm an idiot, No, but no I mean it I, did.
1: I couldn't figure out how to get off the map for the exact mm-hmm. same reason. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> and they don't tell you, for example, when you're picking a land, you have to just sort of, I read in the docs that you could pick one of the two lands are on the far left of the screen. Mm-hmm. Because before, I just clicked around like an idiot, wondering what right. to do or how to leave. I was like, yeah. oh, I'll reset the game. That'll get me out of it. So yeah, yeah, they sound stupid. But I mean, for a new player with no clue, it's it could be uh, annoying at best. Right.
0: right. So you jump into the game. And uh, I'm just going to give you, I'm going to give you my take right now, Aaron. Okay? Hot take,
1: hot take. Okay. Go ahead.
0: Imagine a game where you've got a team of five diggers and you're competing against another team of five diggers to get money. Okay, And you can use the money to either progress through stages or you can use that money to upgrade your digging abilities, add weapons and things. Because guess what? Another aspect of this game is going up and doing battle against the other team. OK, so picture a game like Lemmings, except instead of trying to get your little dudes home, you're trying to dig for treasure and you're trying to upgrade your equipment. You're trying to do battle with bad guys. OK,
1: yeah.
0: What do you think about that pitch?
1: Uh, eh. I think it
0: sounds great. If somebody pitched that game to me, I would be like, yes, that sounds great. Because I love lemmings. I love the idea of digging for hidden treasure. You know, I love the idea of getting wad, but you're doing a press your luck type thing. Like, do you want to spend your wad to get out of the level? Or do you want to spend your wad to upgrade your equipment? I love the idea of introducing an enemy group of diggers that you can battle against. I think all that stuff is awesome. So I'm going to say right now, before I say anything bad... The concept of this game, I think, is great. I think it's great. Okay. Yeah. Here's where the game falls apart. There's a couple, a couple things. Sure. Okay. The first thing is that the UI is horrible. Um, when you are selecting your digger, uh, you okay, you select your digger. You don't do it by kind of like a mini map type thing like Lemmings. You've got a, a five buttons on the bottom that literally just say one, two, three, four, and five. Okay, you select your digger by selecting one of those numbers, and it jumps to them. Okay, so you have your digger, and now it's time to get your digger to do something. Okay, so instead of just instead of clicking on your digger and clicking in a direction that you want him to dig in, what you have to do instead is you have to select a uh, an arrow uh, to get him to dig in a particular direction. Now, do these arrows surround your digger in a logical way? Like, do they pop up all around your digger and you just click on the one that you want him to go to? No, they pop up in a corner of the screen. Okay. Are the arrows themselves laid out in a logical way? No, No, it's a hodgepodge of buttons. Okay. Uh, What about the other things your digger can do? Well, he can dig, he can pick things up, he can stand still, he can return back to the home, Uh, he can do lots of things. But the icons in this game are not helpful. I mean, the dig icon, obviously, okay, it makes sense. But um, to me, I found this iconography bad. Uh, all of the icons are one color. This is a freaking CD32 game, man. This is AGA graphics. Where are you at, AGA? Where are you at, Doug? Because this is not getting it done. This is no good, okay? Um I hated the way the icons look. I hated the way the UI looks. Okay, here's another problem. Okay, your diggers are all over the map, okay? There's no way to see at a glance where your diggers are. You have to go into a separate menu. That's inexcusable in a game like this because a game like this depends on fast action. This is not a turn-based strategy game. This is a real-time puzzle adventure like Lemmings, okay? Just imagine if you couldn't see where your Lemmings were on that little radar screen. This game is in desperate need of a radar screen that's on screen and you should be able to select your diggers from that radar screen because guess what um, your your mind normally goes to like okay if you if you're not watching the video version of the podcast, imagine five buttons laid in a single horizontal roll a row okay these represent your five diggers but sometimes like number digger number two is going to be further to the left than digger number one. Okay. And you can't easily tell where those diggers are by this. And that, that to me just killed the experience because this is a game <laughs> that depends on being able to take fast action. Okay. Um, it's, it's hard for me to, okay. Your comments on the UI,
1: Aaron. It stinks. I hate it. I, I, I agree with almost everything. In fact, I don't think you said anything I don't agree with. Except for not liking your close up, I'll tell you what I let me tell you what I didn't like about this, the the UI the screen you can't scroll the screen there's no radar right and so you basically have to click between these five guys okay like you said there's no way you can remember who's where inevitably my guys would be caught in a hole or doing something stupid they didn't they weren't helpful at all. The 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 when you click the you the pop up UI it it popped up in inconvenient spots that I couldn't see what was going on because the UI had just covered a spot I needed to see I didn't like that either I didn't like the fact that I had to click to make them do everything and you didn't even get to the fact that that these guys move and the movement of these guys also sucks moving them because you actually have to do stuff in real time like jump and you have to jump over obstacles it'll kill you yeah and so and and trust me. The, this is not the UI you want to use in a in a split-second timing situation. It's crap. It's, cr- I, You know what I would have enjoyed a lot more? I, this game had elements I would have liked, but having to control, first of all, too many guys. My mm-hmm. God, I felt like a Liberace. I was mm-hmm. just going to work trying to keep all this stuff straight. That's why I tried the, the joystick and the key. By the way, I don't recommend the, the gamepad. Because it's just why because getting around the screen is just quicker with a mouse. Duh. Right. The why they did they release this? Why did City they make this?
0: Why did they make the scroll the, the screen not scroll? Why could they not make it where if you clicked and dragged with the right mouse button, you couldn't just pan over the play field,
1: dude? I don't even know. I don't know what the heck they were thinking. Yeah, and then the digging itself, I want to get to that a little bit. There are just places you can't go. Okay, there's rocks or whatever, but there are places that you can't. I swear to you, I can't figure out why I can't go there. There's dirt. I can dig that director. Why won't he go? I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. Frustrating stuff. You have to go. When you finally un- uncover some gold or some jewels or some hidden stuff, you've got to go over and grab it. Right. And that okay. whole thing is a hassle. That's
0: that's number one. That's a I, I, I retract whatever I said was number one before because this that's is 1A. one A. Yeah. <laughs> In a game called Diggers, you gotta make your guy automatically pick up whatever you uncover. Yes. Un- you've why got would to. you not
1: why right. would you not
0: right if you're a digger and you uncover some treasure are you going to be just like meh and then move on no Heck no you're going to put it in your pocket make that happen do not make that a separate keyboard command because guess what a lot of times these guys will uncover stuff <laughs> as they're digging down into a ditch okay And they'll pass by the treasure and the treasure will just be left floating in the air. Yeah. And then you've got to maneuver a guy down the ditch. And I guess you just kind of have to time your button press. You can grab it on the way down. I don't know how that works, but that definitely happened to me. Uh, The treasure is all, I think, randomly generated, you know, in, in the level. So it's never in the same place twice. And I mean, just having the ability to auto pick up the treasure, I think I could have forgiven much of everything else, but that is truly the unforgivable sin of this game.
1: I'm assuming, Bo. Now, when we haven't touched on this, and, and there are reasons I'm wagering, because as you get into the game and earn money, you are you actually you, when you get gems, precious metals, and whatnot, mm-hmm. you'll then go to like a barter, an exchange area where you exchange these uh, items for money, and you will go and you will get different. Uh, They'll be worth different stuff at different times. You take the money, and then you take the money and go to a store, and you can buy different sorts of equipment, including like train tracks and cars, and better digging devices and stuff to keep water from coming into your cave. Mm-hmm. There's all sorts of stuff. Now, I didn't get very deep into that area of the game, all right, for the obvious reasons that I sucked. Okay, but. Uh, I'm going to go on the assumption. I'm going to give this game the benefit of the doubt, and on the assumption that the reason they put in that pickup element had something to do with one of these later elements in, in the game. But uh, like to an make auto harvester
0: or something like so,
1: that, or maybe the, I don't. And that's just that's a straight up guess because mm-hmm. among other things in this game, there's not a ton of people that played this for any t- length of time. I found a DOS walkthrough, but I couldn't get very far in it. And I, and, and so it was a lot of the elements that were just, uh, I didn't get a chance to fool with that much. I barely could get past the, like the second level. And, and it it wasn't fun for me, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, I think, you know, I think that I got about as far as you did. And I mean, I could play the game. I figured out how to play the game, but man, if it wasn't one of the least enjoyable experiences of my life playing this thing, and it's because, and, I think the reason why I was so disappointed, I mean, right now, when we do Best Of, this is my disappointment of the year. No problem. There's no question. Because the game concept is genius. It's great. It's fantastic. This could have been one of the all-time classics on the Amiga. And it is just such a slog. It's such a slog. It never feels fun.
1: This game, to me, it looked like a boat. It was like made for you. At the yeah, first time. yeah.
0: I normally love this kind of stuff.
1: And, and I'll tell you something else I should mention is that it's also slow. Yeah. All right. Did we mention how slow it is? It's slow, but still annoyingly difficult to get around. Uh, the uh, I just the interface kills this. I mean, they made we could sit here and redesign this game make, and we're idiots, and we could make this better instantly. Scrolling screen, a radar just like Lemmings. If you're gonna sort of hork Lemmings gimmick work out here work at all man work the good
0: stuff there's a reason
1: why they put that crap in there you know, also, can, can I rename my guys or something so I could keep track of them? Wouldn't that have been mm-hmm. a lot easier if you could have named them? Yeah. So you could be like, okay, I know where Joe's at and there's Fred, Billy. Right, because remember,
0: this is this is way at, or I mean, this is around the same time as Worms. I can't remember when Worms came out, but Worms had tiny guys on the screen with their names floating above them.
1: Yeah, so I, I and even if they named them for you, even that mm-hmm. would have helped. But one, two, three, four, five, don't cut it. And you know, mm-hmm. you can't tell who's who.
0: Well, but- at least put, or at least float one, two, three, four, five above their above their names. You know, make them match up. Anything anything would have been an improvement.
1: If I had picked if I'd picked up a CD 32 and I looked at the two packing games, this and Oscar, and we've looked at Oscar uh uh, at some point and now we're looking at this, man, I would have boxed that C D 32 back up and had that saying taken back to Sears or whatever so quick your head would have spun. Because that these games would not... I mean, this game, there's a certain set of people that love this game, okay? Mm. Uh, and it's understandable, and it got these reviews. We'll get to that. And if you've got the patience to sit down on your Amiga with your mouse and play this game on your computer, I can understand it because there's a certain p- set of people that are good at these sorts of games. However, mm. if you sit down, if that same certain person sat down in the CD32 to play this game and it didn't have a mouse... You could be the king dong of games and playing this on that pad would be no easy feat my friend. Why
0: this was chosen? I mean, can you think about the thought process that that must have gone on where they chose a game that is you know, it's it's definitely playable but it's it's a suboptimal experience to use. And this is in the heat of Amiga trying to compete with the with the Genesis and the Super Nintendo.
1: Listen, you know. there's a reason why the CD32 died horribly, Boat. All right, there were, And it was because every decision, a wrong one. They made right. all the wrong decisions. And I'm assuming that Millennium was like, Hey, uh, Commodore, we'll let you put these games in for like a, a buck and a half. Or whatever, mm. like sold, cheap, sounds good to me. It'll be great. <laughs> and then they didn't even look at the game. And then when you get this at the house... You're like, what in God's name did I just buy? I mean, listen, Brent hates Microcasm, for example. But a game like that, at least it looks like a different sort of game than you're used to playing. And you use the controller, and it's a basic game. Anything, anything would have been better than this game. It's a CD32 pack and Horrible. One of the all-time worst pack-ins, Boat. That's going to be another ARG right there. Worst pack-in games. Well, this might it's, be it, it's like-
0: a shame you've already covered this game, because yeah. that would have definitely been on the list. Uh, so, go ahead. Well, I was just, I was just thinking... I can't imagine, you know, I didn't look at any of the reviews of this game. I can't imagine this this reviewed well.
1: Before we get to the reviews, I want to end up, because there's a reason for this. Let's look at these. Let's look at the port comparison. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's moment. do that. So, uh, and I want you to look at the DOS version here. If you're watching at home, uh, the DOS version runs at, at, at a, a decent clip. I think it runs at a, a better speed than than the the Amigaverse. Of course, you never know what P- DOS game you're going to get. But, I mean, mm-hmm. ultimately, it looks about the same. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah.
0: yeah, absolutely.
1: Now, this also got a release on the Acorn Archimedes. Uh, I boat. can't wait to see this and one. And so I stuck that on here. And here's your Acorn Archimedes uh, running this game. Again, it looks about the same. Maybe a little slower, even. Uh, but, <laughs> I mean... I don't think the platform mattered all that much. I, no. I have to say the Acorn version even looks slower than the Amiga. Yeah. I
0: did. mean, it really drags. Yeah, if drag- this is running at full speed,
1: <laughs> it's dragging along. Now with all that said, I did have a, a chance to look at some reviews on this thing, Boatster, Uh, and the funny thing is it reviewed pretty well. Uh, okay. the people now the people at lemon gave the AGA version a 7.82. They gave the C3T versus so the 7.66. That's same. pretty
0: low for lemon. Uh,
1: the uh, Amiga Computing gave it a ninety-four. Uh, Amiga Format ninety-one. Amiga oh. Joker, you'd think they'd kill it. No, they liked it. Seventy. Okay. Amiga Power seventy-two. And uh, AUI gave this an eighty-three. And the one seventy-six. Well, so the average magazine rating for this was eighty-two percent. And the average magazine rating for the CD thirty-two was seventy-eight. So you right know, I wonder.
0: 80. I wonder if it's just because there really aren't that many games of this type. I mean, ever. There's a, you, you've got lemmings, you know, which is sort of like this, but, uh, you know, it wasn't at the beginning of the show, somebody in the chat mentioned this, it looks like subtraria, which it does. Um, but of course, subtraria is, is, is much, much newer. Uh, this is a, this is a sort of genre that it was different, you know, and I can see why, uh, especially without the benefit of hindsight of, you know, UI choices. Cause this UI was probably not as abysmal in 1993 looking at it as we look at it now, but it's not our job to look at games as if they were from 1993. You know, it's our job to look at them now based on our experience. And this UI just hasn't aged well at all. It's, 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 it, it's harder for a game like this, um, to, to be able to be playable in, in 2021, versus uh, you know a more simple game that that is more streamlined for sure.
1: What makes me sad about this game is that there's a there's some depth to it that when we literally barely scratch the surface on. For example, if you don't keep your diggers occupied, they will get annoyed. Mm-hmm. They will do dumb stuff. They will walk off on their own. Their moods and stuff affect what they do, and the different races have different moods and it, even to a certain degree different abilities there's right. also a teleportation in this and certain races can do it on the fly there are the, the races are are tinkered with to make them different they behave differently giving you different advantages and disadvantages you're also competing with not only creatures that are underground but also other miners underground so there's a there's a i don't want to say combat element but there's there's a confrontation well what is, yeah, it. i
0: mean it's a rock paper scissors type thing right. like you don't have direct combat at least as is as, as far as i can figure out
1: yeah but i mean um, that's i didn't get really that far into the game to where i could really i mean i got to touch that stuff but i didn't get to really know what was going on and and the, the problem with a game like this is the depth is fine, but you've got to you've got to come out of the gate strong with the, the reason to get someone into the to the game to the point where they'll get into that that sort of gameplay elements. Yeah, this um,
0: game could have definitely used. Have you heard this one before? It definitely could have used a tutorial level where they're just like, "Here, this is what's going on. Here's something super mega easy for you to beat." I'm not saying that the first regular level wasn't easy to beat, but I didn't come out of it thinking I knew a whole lot more about what was going on.
1: I wish. Listen, if tutorial level or not, this interface is crap. There's nothing Mm going to save it. There's no tutorial to explain to you why the interface was made. I want a tutorial on why they did it this way because it was dumb. I mean, one thing, comparing this to Lemmings, say what you will, some people, most people like Lemmings, some people don't, but Lemmings had a nice, cohesive, uh, UI that it worked well they used it over multiple games and it worked well with the radar and the and the way they had the buttons laid out and by the way those buttons weren't labeled either I mean it was so but the, you could you could figure it out and there was lots more so this game could have literally done it almost the exact same way with better results don't reinvent the wheel if you're if you're trying to get a similar game out there just rip off what works and then use that instead yeah. of trying to come up with your own wacky thing Did we get any Discord action on this one, Bode?
0: We did. We got one, count them, one Discord review this week from the one and only Master Moderator and voice of Amiga Addict, Pixels at Dawn. Uh, Pix liked this game. Uh, He says, uh, would it be too corny to call this a hidden gem? Maybe, but it's an apt description for an Amiga game that a lot of people won't have played. While it does look very pretty, I do question whether this couldn't have been done to some extent on OCS, but not to worry. It's a nice-looking game with, interestingly, different tile sets for different biomes. Yeah, This is definitely not a game for those that lack patience. There's a lot of micromanagement to deal with as you control the five miners individually. And while the game is overall pretty chilled, there's definitely some stress to be had as your workers, lemming style, have a habit of getting themselves killed if you don't keep a watchful eye on them. I love the music for this game, which is no real surprise, coming from the late Richard Joseph as it does. I also appreciate that in-game, things are kept simple with more atmospheric audio, rather than jaunty tunes that annoy after five minutes. Diggers has solid, if a little repetitive, gameplay, and to this day the mechanics of mine, sell, buy gear, mine better are replicated in modern games like steam world dig and even minecraft and about a million mobile games some of which i play to this day do i dig it sure brother eight out of ten
1: he's got a lot of jack as a game player and i will mm-hmm. say i agree with some of the uh, uh, the sound was good mm-hmm. I, you were you were kind of killing the graphics i think the graphics are plenty serviceable for what they're doing i mean they're not this is your new console. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. You know? that,
0: I mean, that, that was more of a yeah. uh, a slide of it being packed in with the CD32 yeah, rather that, than the graphics.
1: Themselves. That truly is baffling. Yeah, I mean, it really is. Uh, I looked this up on eBay. Now, I could not find one uh, boxed AGA version of this. I didn't find any, none, and I didn't find any that had been sold recently. So I'm either they didn't make very many, or it's just incredibly incredibly hard to find, or it just wasn't anything up. I did find plenty of the CD32 Diggers Oscar combos. Uh, you can. There's a guy in uh, uh, selling one uh, in France at, for thirty bucks. Uh, in Germany, and the UK, you're about thirty bucks on those. Uh, so you're getting around twenty. I've seen them go for as low as eighteen. So if you shop around, you can get one if you're if you're uh, uh, shopping for CD32. So I think I've actually owned this game. Believe it or not, Boat. It just occurred to me. I think I've got it on the shelf back back oh, okay. there. Uh, but uh, it's not one that I'm uh, going to go back to a lot, if you know what I mean. Just <laughs> this doesn't do it for me. bro I I was interested to see what you would come up with on this because you're a better you're better at these sorts of games than I am, and you're more patient than I am. Uh, I just couldn't get past how stupid the uh, uh, how stupidly laid out it was, and yeah. that's
0: all I got. Said. I mean, if you uh, again, I'm going to say this again. If you were to click on your digger and surround him with arrows in the compass directions that would have been so much better and so much easier. It wouldn't have hurt anything if you would have done that. And I and and putting the arrows in a pattern, it's not even a compass style pattern when it's not near your guy. It's like left, up, right, down, up to one corner, down again. I mean, it's it doesn't doesn't make any sense. I
1: almost so. wish they did it like three, three fight Vi- Lost Viking style, where you just like hit the space bar to switch between guys, and you just use the controller to move them around. That would have been fine with me. Well,
0: if you're at the point where you're using a button for jump, this is the one time I don't like using button for jump. By the way, uh, this is uh, you, you can't. You can't do that and expect the player to have a good time. Like if you've got a button, if you don't have direct control over your over your player, and you have a button to make him jump, that's bad. That's bad game design.
1: Yeah, it's. I think they they did what they did, and (laughs) this game isn't one that I've heard talked about fondly today, and there's a reason for it. So there you go, Bo.
0: All right, Aaron. We got lots to talk about here on the back half of the show, so I think we should shift on over to the old Amigos Retro Gaming YouTube channel.
1: Yes, sir. So, uh, we had some releases this week. Uh, Let's do what we always do, is talk about what me and the Brent got up to on ARG Presents. Uh, Again, we record live every Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. This week, both games that scored 2 out of 10 or less, Uh, and then we had to sort of try to defend them. Uh, which I didn't do very well, I admit that. This is another one that was real tough to pick games for. It's hard to pick a game that stinks and then try to defend it. I mean, really stinks. There are games that are like four or five. You could say, hey, this is pretty good with a couple flaws, but two out of ten, I mean, those are usually reserved for just absolute garbage. And pick garbage I did. As I picked uh, Guerrilla War for the C64. Are you familiar with this one, Boat?
0: No, no. And after hearing your review, I w- will continue to not be familiar with it.
1: They, they, every move a wrong one with Gorilla, <laughs> But I mean, <laughs> it, it it was slow, ugly. It took out parts of the arcade game that were 10 times better. Uh, it was not, not a good game. Uh, so truly a two out of 10 game, but I did my best to defend it, but it, I didn't try that hard. Brent took a, maybe a controversial choice, but uh, when he went with Deadly Towers now, this is a game that has been repeatedly crapped on over the years, uh, but I remember when Brent had this back in the day, and we did play this, and it, we hated it, but we did play it. Have you? I'm I, sure I you was shocked. I was
0: shocked when Brent reported that this was the top-selling NES game in 1980. I could
1: not believe that. I was stunned yeah. at that. Uh, boat have you ever had a chance to play this one
0: this one i haven't played before Uh, i i hadn't really heard about it. i definitely saw it a lot you know at flea markets and stuff but i've never played this one
1: this is a game that the the designer of the game hated you and everyone you love (laughs) and they want to make sure you died horribly this is also the answer to what happens when you want to make a dungeons and dragons game out of marble madness this is the this is the result so if you're Interested in checking out Deadly Towers or or Guerrilla War? Uh, check us out on ARG this uh, this week. Uh, next on the docket, boat, uh Ask the Amigos from August. What do you what do you remember about this one?
0: Well, we talked about character glasses. I know that.
1: <laughs> of all the things to pick out for the title, I don't. I vaguely remember talking about those. <laughs> I don't remember much else either, though. To be honest with you, I like, think that's the twenty seventh show we recorded that day. But we always have a good time answering questions from uh, the, uh, the listeners. And we had a, a bumper crop because we went like an hour and 18 minutes on this one boat. So pretty long show. Um
0: Yeah, these when we do these shows, it's funny because I have so much fun doing nasty amigas. They're great
1: because you don't have to do any research. That's what I like about them.
0: Yeah, and it's it's always at the end of our of our nightmare block of four shows, so we can relax a little bit. Yeah, and uh, and so yeah, check it out if you want to see us kick back and answer some fun questions.
1: These are great just to listen to and just and like while you're going to bed or something. Yeah, (laughs) drift away as we say the dumbest crap we Mm -hmm. can think of. We did talk about amiga thong in that one, I believe. We did. I remember. Here's one, Boat. This did okay this week. You know, every once in a while, Boat, I'll do a little thing called Amigo Aaron's Friday Night Disaster Stream. And this was no different. This is a video that I edited out from a couple weeks weeks ago's Disaster Stream. The intriguing concept, I thought it was intriguing, Boat. uh, What kind of wacky Amiga games moved on to the PlayStation, uh, Boat? And uh, by God, more than a few, uh, if, if I'm honest, including stuff like Sensible Soccer's sequel, uh, uh, we also looked at sequels to uh, Speedball 2. There was a sequel in there. We looked at the Pinball uh, Fantasies, sort of like Remake on here. We looked at uh, 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 what's the other soccer game, the real famous one. I'm suddenly my brain uh, locked up. Kickoff. We looked at the Kickoff sequel on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bunch of other stuff. Oh, IK Plus, we looked at. If you believe that, got a port. So, these were PlayStation ports of Amiga stuff. Then we sort of closed the show looking at some arcade ports that uh, went to the PlayStation. And uh, uh, they were some of them were okay, some of them weren't. We had a lot of fun, though, so that's stuck up there. If you're interested in seeing what more modern versions of Amiga games look like... Uh, check it out that is the amigas legacy on the original playstation stream. i hope
0: you do another one of these because i really enjoyed seeing like all of the games that we know about sort of taken forward or sometimes not taken forward <laughs> into, into the into the oh, new generation sensible
1: soccer that is that sensible world of soccer whatever it was on the playstation was i mean that was unbelievably bad
0: they sensible were doing their part to keep uh to keep players on european computers yeah. that's what they were doing <laughs>
1: Horrible, horrible. Dude, what did, I don't know if you cut the beginning of that, but I instantly went out and k- scored a goal. It was awesome in the first football game. I felt, I felt like King Dog. Now, Boat, I'm just going to hand the show to you here. Tell us about this one.
0: Well, Aaron, what is sure to become one of the most popular videos ever released on our channel. <laughs> uh, last Friday, I believe you were... Uh, indisposed. That's true, and uh, and I decided to uh, play some Mr. Do. we have been talking about Mr. Do on the Discord. I start things out with about five minutes of black screen here <laughs> as I gaze at the technical problems. Um, and uh, but <laughs> That's I some uh, parts
1: out of mind, but
0: yeah, <laughs> I, I do eventually get into Mr. Do, and me and Lord Soup. Have a nice chat about this and that. And uh, and I play Mr. Do, Dew, Mr. Do's Castle, Mr. Do's Wild Ride, and Do Run Run. Of course, Do Run Run being my favorite arcade game of all time. I'll tell you what, Aaron. Mr. Do games still hold up. All of them hold up. They're they're wonderful games with the exception of uh, Mr. Do's Wild Ride, which is just, I think it's way too hard. Uh, and, of yeah. course, the nightmare that is Neo Mr. Do on the Neo Geo, which is just, it's 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 an abomination. It's a front to God and man.
1: It's got two-player simultaneous Do play, though, as I recall. And that, I that, did play some
0: Mr. Do Tapper at the end also. That's I know that, I was going to say, people. I didn't <laughs> see Mr. Do in
1: this. There, so. there you go. If you want to see Boat and Lord Soup play... Uh, <laughs> Play a bunch of Mr. Do. There you go. Hey, who doesn't like Mr. Do? That guy's awesome. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about. Speaking of awesome, here he is. Bam! It's Frodo. He, he, I know he was in his little suit there. This is the first year of the Nintendo Game Boy Advance provocative topic Boat. Yeah, in my opinion. Uh, the uh, This is the uh, first year of the Game Boy Advance. I'm guessing you had one of these bad boys, didn't you, at the time?
0: I, I did not buy a Game Boy Advance when they were first released. I waited until the SP with the backlight came out, and yeah. then I jumped on board. You
1: know, the Brent had a non-backlit one, and I remember mm-hmm. taking it on a band trip. I'm like, oh, this is going to be awesome. Do you, can,
0: can we talk about this again?
1: No, you know what? I take that back. You know where I was going on, for where this Where were thing? you going? It was on a bus right and where i was going was this would have been 2002 i know where i was going i was heading to the airport for a trip to mexico
0: there you go there you go where i was going because brent graduated from high school in 1996.
1: listen Brent, he he botched a few grades, but he <laughs> lies about that. I think it's about 2004 before he finally made it out the door. Uh, but uh, listen, uh, this is a very intriguing video because the, the GBA came around the game with some great stuff. I mean, if you yeah, look at this, I yeah. watched them. Well, the tonight. GBA,
0: I mean... We talk about you know we talk a lot about botched uh, botched launches. The GBA came out swinging. They came out swinging hard. Nintendo uh, knew that this was the first direct follow up, which is insane. You know, this was the first direct follow up to the Game Boy. Yeah, we had nothing basically from '89 until 2001. So they knew they had to blow the doors off, and of course they did.
1: So. You don't count the the Game Boy Color as a sort of sequel to it. They I were
0: guess. they were all running off the same hardware. Yeah, you know.
1: So. Listen. Nintendo, when it comes to their portable systems, <laughs> with one exception, they don't screw around. <laughs> they make the big money. They know you know all the first party stuff's gonna be solid gold. Yeah. Then they get some of their top shelf partners to crank out some crap, your capcoms and the like. Mm-hmm. And then they take it to the house, the vault. And, they take are, it to the vault.
0: Yeah. And then they open the floodgates for all the shovelware. <laughs>
1: Now, I want to draw your attention if you're wa and I'll describe this if you're not watching home. Our good buddy Frodo and L, when when summoned uh by his chat, has been known to don the costume. And here he is in all of his glory in his penguin suit. Yes. Uh, this thing's now, I've never fire, actually bro. watched
0: it. Does he travel off screen to change into the penguin suit? Would you prefer
1: him to do it there on screen? I
0: thought that might have been part of the show. No, you know? that's
1: not. That's that's oh, okay. that's that's Frodo and L after dark both. Ah, you know. Ah. Uh but uh, Frodo, this is he loves his listeners so much that he will he will put on he already dyed his hair. Here he is putting on his crazy suit to and and uh, and I love it. I love that. Frodo always draws a big crowd. And, and there's two reasons why. Number one, he's got a great personality. Number two, he's always got a plan, a cunning plan when it comes to these streams. And so I, I fully approve of this GBA stuff. Good stuff from our good buddy, Frodo. Thank you, Frodo. You're always coming through with the good stuff. Boat, I think, my friend, that's all we've got there in the old kitty for all right. videos. Oh, I guess you would talk about you and Neil. Let's talk about that real quick.
0: Yeah. So me and Neil, we recorded big, big episode 50 last huge. week. Huge. And unfortunately, big, big episode 50 got mangled by Riverside.fm. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, we recorded. This is this is the Amigas in Space episode, which we recorded and we talked about last week. Great thumbnail, by the
1: way, on that. Thank I laughed heartily at that. So your newest episode, is it completely gone?
0: It's completely gone. Oh. It was in such a state that not even Duncan, who's managed to, uh, to pull uh, wreckage from and, and put episodes together, he was unable to do anything with it. So we're going to have to re-record episode 50. We're doing that on Monday. So look for a new episode this time next week. Uh, big big episode 50 where we 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 talk about uh this is the finally the story aaron where we talk about the wada games uh you know scandal with the grading oh, yes. and all that stuff we
1: did we talked about it in, in on discord i will say if you have not caught uh, amiga in space episode 49 which just came out on the 28th so it would it just came out a couple of days ago make sure you check this out very good interesting episode here that i enjoyed uh, the thumbnail was great, by the way. As like I mentioned, the new Zelda thing that appeared in the Motel uh game, yeah, Motel Zelda thing, wacky, <laughs> you know. So I, I thought that was fun. Of course, we know about the Amigas uh, at NASA, but still, it's always kind of fun. And the fact that they made Unreal on the with the Simpsons on the Unreal engine, interesting. I, yeah. I can see where that might be amusing. So of course, you and Neil always bring the heat, bring the noise, Boat, good stuff. Uh, so check that out with the big episode fifty forthcoming.
0: This Week in Retro, yeah. There you go. All right, Aaron, let's slide on over to the old Discord channel and talk about what's been going on on uh, our uh, our high score challenges yes, here. Sir. Okay. So uh, the uh, we just had a challenge that ended, and, of course, Z9K9 won. Uh, he wins all the time. He's the man. Uh, he won the Bomb Jack Beer Edition Contest. And as winner, he gets to choose the next game. And get this, Aaron. He's chosen Mindwalker to be the next Amigos High Score Challenge game. Now, what do you remember for, about Mindwalker, Aaron?
1: He was Texas Mind Ranger, Boat. <laughs> Man, uh, that's, that's true.
0: It's also... Um, this was the first game I believe that Anthony Jarvis reviewed on the Amiga show. In you mean this one. right here? Bam! Yeah, I'm wearing yeah. the
1: shirt right now.
0: So, uh, the, I will be checking that out to get some tips, because I, if I recall correctly, this is not an easy game to just jump into.
1: Oh, no. Yeah, I love so, it.
0: So you can jump on the Discord and, uh, and throw in a score on our high score. Take Z9K9 down, please. We're begging you.
1: Listen, we're uh, looking at you, Buck Owens.
0: That's right. We're
1: looking at we're looking at you, Paul. Some of the heavyweight studs. Did you get out here mm-hmm. take care of business?
0: That's right. And of course, on the Specky High Score Challenge, I just put up a score last night. We're playing Rodland, Aaron, getting ready for the next show, uh, the next Harrison Sinclair episode. Uh, I uh, I played the colorized version of Rodland, which is a treat. Uh, it's it's so much better than the uh, the, the monochrome original version. Uh, and uh, I put up a pretty good score. Uh, except it's still in last place by a mile. But that's Rodland, the way it goes your on bag, too. Yeah. What
1: happened, man?
0: I, I'm just, well, it is my bag. It's just not as big of a bag as other people's got.
1: I've, I've heard that. Well, what are you, you going to do, Boat?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, when it comes to Hermsky's big bag, it's, it's all Rodland all the time. So, speaking of our Sinclair ZX Spectrum podcast, uh, we highly encourage all Amigos Game Selection Committee members, Clive's Club members, um, 1200 XL game selection committee members and Coco Show game selection committee members, to please vote on the tiebreak, Aaron. The tiebreak is 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 going to run for another couple weeks, and we are trying to decide what the next game after Rodland is going to be. It's down to two. We started out with like five, and now it's down to two: Rampage or Mikey. Which one are you pulling for, oh, Aaron?
1: Man, listen, I don't want to influence the judges, but I've never heard of Mikey, and I love Rampage. So. You've
0: definitely heard and played Mikey many played times. Mikey. What is you, it? this this is the game that plays a hard day's night and you gotta bump the guys out of the school desks with your butt.
1: Oh, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. Tough choice. That got to port to the spectrum.
0: Unbelievable, huh? Well,
1: shut my mouth. Let's <laughs> pick that then. I'll take my change my mind. I'm stunned. <laughs> when you said Mike, yeah, I thought it was maybe based on this breakfast cereal. I had no idea they would have. <laughs> But I mean, you know what I mean? What are the odds that that's going to get a port? I can't believe Are you it. saying
0: that there was a British ZX Spectrum game based on a U.S. ad for Life cereal? You
1: don't think that, the, that's, that that ad made it to the U.K.? I guarantee it did.
0: Maybe. We'll have to. We'll follow up on that in the next episode.
1: Give it to Mikey. He'll eat anything.
0: <laughs> All right, Aaron. So that does it for our Discord community updates this week. Uh, it's now time. To talk about last week's Patreon song challenge, oh, uh, we do we did pick up a new supporter this week. Uh, we want to welcome Peter Price. Peter Price, welcome to the uh, Amigos Retro Gaming family. Uh, we definitely appreciate your support. And if you would like to support Amigos, just head on over to Patreon.com/slash Amigos Podcast, and uh, you can become part of the song, part of the challenge. Last week's challenge was "Chattahoochee" by Alan Jackson.
1: That would explain why I had no idea what you were saying. I had no idea what that was.
0: We had three correct entries. We had DA, Crabs MTG, L, Curtis Boyle, and Andy Craig. Congratulations. Uh, North Americans all. I'm not sure how big Alan Jackson was across the pond.
1: Not a big export, I'm (laughs) guessing. I'm from here. I'm from the country's place on earth, and I know who it was. So don't feel bad, all you Europeans. I didn't know either. People down south, I don't know.
0: So uh, this week, Aaron, it's back after a multi-month hiatus. Oh man! The Patreon band is back, and Aaron, I'm gonna I'm just gonna announce it right now. This is the last video where we're gonna be known as the Amigos Patreon band. Instead, we're changing our name, Aaron.
1: What do you, do we know what it's gonna be
0: called? You're gonna find out in just a couple weeks on our next song. Boom! Oh, it's the it'll be the big reveal. Oh, but geez. for right now, Aaron. It's time to reveal this week's Patreon song challenge. If you know it, send me an email at john at amigospodcast.com. Please do not, if you're watching live, please do not write it in the chat. Send me an email. I will announce you as a
1: winner on next week's show. Hit it, Aaron. Brace yourselves, people. This one is, oh man, this is epically weird. Here we go.
2: David Hearn, Chris Edwards, Rammel K, Rammel K, David Terrace, Ducalus, Matthew Mobius, the Phantom Magnus, Seth Yates, Alistair Field. in herself, David C. George Zansky, Amiga Show, David Crabtree, Super King. heavy systems and Grundy Frag Law Mark Byland Olapol Hermske Jonah A.K. Samuel Latt Henry the Dave Velociraptor Cowbird Boy Lenten Sun Hudson, John Cook on the base Frodo and El Solon Sizer, Tech Major, and Mr. Cola, Bernard Lucas, Jerry Dennington's all Love reflection, Simon Bledge Captain Crispy. Killer bites and Cappy, Gary, Heather, Freeland, Kate Fox, David, Pickman, and Cameron Armstrong, Andy Jones, Lobstone in a tenner for not Lucas, Tink, Drew, Simon, Rose. gentlemen, Mr. John Sharla! Rumble, Hera Joseph, Harrison, Kyle, Edda. Matthew, therefore Andy, Craig, Charles, O'Bark, oh, Bill Let me
1: Boat. Epic.
0: An epic, an epic effort by the Amigos Patreon band. Um <laughs> don't scream on course... Are you an idiot? No. <laughs> we want to, of course, uh thank all of them. Uh we got uh Reflection on guitars. We got the one and only Figgy cpz on the keys, the synths. Uh we have uh I guess Reflection. He played a uh, bass, probably some guitar overlays. I did a little acoustic on there somewhere in the mix, and of course Pixels at Dawn. Uh, with the lead vocal and uh, the editing, Reflection did the mixing. It's a team effort in the Patreon band, and uh, we did it again, guys. Good job!
1: I couldn't believe that was Pixel singing. What a what a uh, butch looking. He looked like a stone gold killer. Yeah, he looked like one of the guys from like Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Like mm-hmm. you better pay back this dude's money, or they're gonna send Pixels after you.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, next week, Aaron, on the show, it's back. It's Educainment Week yeah oh man (laughs) and at long last aaron i've been waiting on this one for literally since we introduced the educainment category and i saw it on the list it's fun school
1: i don't know that one fun school
0: fun school how could it not be fun it's right there in the title (laughs)
1: listen it's fun school for you you get paid to be there
0: so we want to uh of course we want to thank pixels at dawn for choosing and nominating diggers for uh the amigos game selection committee uh fun school has been nominated by brutal barracuda and elected by all of the members of all our game selection committees uh as a group effort so we appreciate all of the amigos game selection committee members and aaron we will see you next week with another issue another issue another episode you know another thing we're gonna be here next on friday going Yeah, that'll be that. So, until then, <laughs> adios. <laughs>